Okay, I think this might be better. This might be the one. I've been trying to like figure out my microphone, you know, because this is all new to me. It's very exciting. I'm trying to get the right settings. I listened back to one that I practiced last night and it was really interesting just hearing myself finally doing a podcast, you know. I all it took was just saying to myself, you know what, I'm actually just going to go out today, buy that podcast, buy that podcast setup equipment, uh, make the investment and just do it. That was, that was it. And so I did it. And then I practiced my first one last night. And when I played it back, it just, it lit this fire inside of me. It was so special it it truly felt like the start of what is going to be an amazing journey and i can't wait to get stuck into it i can't wait to get better at it and just to begin this journey with everyone who is going to come on it and if you are on this now you are only helping yourself because In today's episode of A Moment With, we are going to be looking at letting go of insecurity. Now, I had written down a bunch of different episode ideas that I wanted to discuss and go into, and I actually asked my flatmate, you know, I showed her the questions, I said, Which one of these would, uh, you know, if you had to pick three, which ones would jump out for you? And she picked a couple, which you definitely will hear in the future. But she picked this one, letting go of insecurity. And, you know, she's 23. She's finishing up at uni, um, working part-time at the moment as she studies. And it really sort of made me go back to and think about when... I was also a student and I was working part-time, I was studying and I was insecure about a lot of things. Sure, I'm still insecure about things today, but it just kind of made me cast my mind back to when I was a student and I know that a lot of people sort of felt this way. Um... I actually released a video when I was 20 years old. I posted it on my Instagram page. And the video was called Thoughts of a 20-Year-Old About to Graduate. And it was quite a vulnerable 20-minute discussion just, you know, saying, I'm pretty lost and that's okay. And almost offering this sense of comfort to other people who might feel that way. And to my surprise, that video got a decent amount of likes um, and a lot of people reached out to me and said, hey Vlad, you know that video you posted, I just wanted to let you know that I really connected with that. Some of the words you were saying really reverberated with me and it was really comforting to know that I'm not the only one going through this. And that to me was the birth of this feeling inside of me like hey I can do something positive with my words I can help make people 
feel like they're not alone and in doing so inspire and motivate people and that's what this podcast is all about so this episode is a very very important one because it's relevant to everybody and we all face it and something I've realized over my journey in life is that my insecurities and the insecurities of I don't want to say everybody but most people I've met it comes from simply just wanting to be accepted that is something that we all desire to feel like we're cool to feel like we're liked to feel powerful to feel confident and so as a result you your mind just instantly wanders to these things that say oh hey but you you've got this thing or they're gonna look at that you know people are gonna be saying this about you they're gonna be saying that about you they're gonna be thinking that way and you can really get into your own head about it and what that does is it starts to create this unhealthy spiral of negative thoughts and the reason that this is really bad is because when you start doing that and you let your insecurities run rampant within you it creates this environment where negativity breeds and you can fall down some really bad holes of feeling insecure and feeling like you're not good enough and that's bad because we all have the potential to be great and do great things and really achieve what we want in life so the first step to overcoming insecurity is to realize that for a vast majority of them it comes from simply just wanting to be accepted by other people and a lot of the time and I know in my personal experience when I say accepted by other people I realized that those were people that I just did not value enough they weren't people who I really cared about in my life and once that kind of registered and clicked with me it just made it really easy to overcome a lot of these insecurities that I had for me personally the insecurities that I've had in my life is acne weight scarring and I'll go into each of these and explain why they made me insecure and why I'm no longer insecure about them so we'll start off with acne acne is a big one and I feel like it's one that a lot of people can relate to I don't have acne anymore I have some very minor scarring left from it but when I had acne it just was you know I felt like I wasn't physically attractive I wasn't physically desirable you know I it was in high school when I had it pretty bad and you know in high school you want to go to these parties talk to girls get with people all this kind of stuff and that really held me back I was super insecure about it super insecure and you know I was taking on these medications for it and in hindsight I did not have the worst acne in the world you know my best friend 
poor guy had terrible acne in high school. So I can't imagine how he felt, but in the moment I was so caught up in how I felt, you really get wrapped up in your own mind that it takes you away from the broader scope of it. You know, because when you take a step back, you realize, damn, there really is other people out there much worse off than me with the same insecurity. Granted, as I've gotten a bit older, you know, my acne's pretty much gone. Um, and naturally, that gave me confidence because it was something that I was always insecure about. But, you know, now when I get a pimple here and there, I'm not going to be stressing about it. And on that note is that the more I stress about, you know, having acne and people are going to think I'm ugly, look at these angry zits on my face, the more it's going to happen because at the end of the day, you're actually stressing yourself out about it. The second insecurity of mine is my weight and it is definitely still something that I am insecure about. So I used to work in a gym and so I was surrounded by people who were very active, you know, working out every day, eating these really strict diets and look, I'll be honest, like <laughs> I'm the guy who just loves food. I can't say no to a good pizza or a good burger. I love having a few beers with my friends once a week. And all that kind of stuff adds up. And it really became this internal battle of, damn, I, I want to look like this. I want to have a six pack. I want to be pretty diced. I want to have low body fat percentage. But at what cost? Because on the other hand, I, I just want to enjoy some delicious food. I want to go to a party with my friends and enjoy some alcohol. But because of that, it's going to have an impact on your weight. And with all of that combined, I got insecure about my weight. I would always say, and to this day, I still say to people, oh, you know, I'm fat. I wish I was slim. And people always say to me, Vlad, you're not fat. You need to stop saying that because you just aren't. And them saying that I'm not, I really should heed what people say because it's the advice that I just gave you guys before when I was talking about the zits. The more you think about something, the more it will be. So the more I'm thinking, oh, I'm overweight, uh, you know, people aren't going to think I'm desirable, then that's going to happen because I'm stressing out about it. And if I just step back and say, yeah, I'm fine, you know, I go to the gym most days, I don't have the strictest diet, but I like to keep in shape, then that's what I'm giving out to the world. So in that way, you overcome the insecurity. And for sure, I'm still working on that, but just being able to be a little bit more mindful and take the time to work through it, realize that it isn't that big of a deal as you make it out to be. My final insecurity that really followed me in my childhood and into my young adulthood was uh, a scar on the back of my head and at the top of my neck. So when I was four years old, I had a brain tumor 
and I had surgery on it and they took it out and it's all sorted now, you know, blessed to be here, blessed to be alive, blessed to not have any major side effects from that. And yet that scar was something that huge insecurity of mine. And I only realized it until later in my life. So you know how kids can be. They can be quite nasty, not really think about what they say or the effect that it can have on other people. And growing up, I had all these kids. I mean, firstly, it didn't even have to be nasty. It was just instantly, oh, what's that on the back of your head? (laughs) And almost saying it as if it was like something gross because it's different. And that was the first time for me that I really was just like, damn, I'm not like everyone else. I will always be different. I am going to carry that with me forever. I will never be like anybody else. And I remember I have these memories of sitting in kindergarten before school and I would look at everybody else at the desks in front of me. I'd look at everybody else's back of their heads. I looked at uh, the way that they had hair on the back of their head and their neck. And I just wished that that could have been my situation. I never thought more about it because that's just the way it was. You know, this happened to me when I was young. So that's just how it was. I didn't know that it's actually okay to feel that kind of insecurity when it comes to something like that. That So later in my life, when I was 21 years old, I got triggered. I was at my parents' house and I remember I was just chilling in the kitchen. My mum was there and I there was this candle on the table on the on the coffee table and I picked it up I had a sniff of it and I think it said it was called like some whiskey maple wood candle something like that and the smell of it reminded me and just took me back to when I was four, five, six, seven, eight years old, getting my CAT scans, follow-up CAT scans to see if the cancer had come back. And it smelled just like the anesthetic gas that they would put over my nose and mouth. And I got really upset. (laughs) And it was completely unwarranted. I got upset at my mom, you know, I was like, what the heck? Like, why did you get this candle? Why is it in the house? And yeah, I I was quite upset about it. I stormed off and then that kind of made me realize I have this insecurity that I've been carrying my whole life and how deep the effects of it are I didn't even know until this point. And it was a really hard time for me. I remember I was going to work and I I was crying in the car before I'd go into my shift. And I said to my workmates, hey, look, I'm going through a bit of a tough time right now. So if I tell you to come cover the desk, can you come cover the desk? Because 
I would just go into the toilets and, and cry. And it was a really confusing time for me. You know, I didn't understand why all of a sudden I was letting this affect me so much. I Surely I got over this when, you know, I started high school. But the thing with that was that is a deep insecurity. That is a childhood trauma. This feeling of being alienated by something you can't even control. Because I tell you, there was nobody else in any of my schools or my kindergartens or my unis who had the same scar on the back of their head that I had. Granted, I've seen some people now on social media who have had it. There was one girl in particular, I stumbled across her. She got a brain tumor. It must have been like in her uni days or high school days and documenting her journey. But all all I would see on that end was support and people that I see my age who get these terrible, terrible diseases is just overwhelming support. People come together and support. And of course, I had that support when I was young. Of course I did. I had immense loving support. But then you also have those nasty kids who would judge and just say, you know, these things that come across meaningless because they are, but in reality, they're they can be quite harmful. So that was that was pretty interesting. And it, it put into perspective for me, you know, like stumbling across that girl who I was just seeing this overwhelming support on her page and, and this love towards her, it sort of opened up my eyes a little bit. Okay, well, I actually got that too. Let's ignore all the other alienating things that I got I got that too and that really helped me to move on from it I can't say for sure if I'm over that insecurity or if I ever truly will be well actually rather let me put it this way I wouldn't say that that's an insecurity of mine I would say that that is a childhood trauma of mine but I don't want to go into too much more on that because I will be doing a different episode on overcoming traumas. So yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest insecurities of my life. And the way I got over that, as I said, was just realizing there's there's other uh, other things out there there's other things i can focus on i can focus on the support i'm getting i can focus on the love i can focus on the second chance of life that i got rather than the negative things and that really just helped me to move on from it and on this note of insecurities you know so these insecurities that i've had the the ones that i've mentioned are all physical insecurities. But another type of insecurity that a lot of people face is this mental insecurity. And it is this lack of self-belief. As I mentioned earlier, that video that I posted, just being vulnerable, opening up and hoping to connect with other people around my age going through a similar thing. A few people reached out to me and they said, um, wow, 
Vlad, I, I really admire you for putting yourself out there. Uh, that must have taken a lot of courage. I've always wanted to sort of voice my opinions like that. So thank you for sharing it. That kind of insecurity can translate into things like that. It can translate into things like not starting up a business you've always wanted, not reaching out to someone you've wanted to be friends with, not going to a party or a gig because, you know, you don't, you think that no one's going to like you or want to hang out with you kind of thing. And my question to you, because I never really understood when people would say, you know, oh, like, good on you for trying that. I never understood it because what's the worst that can happen? And the worst thing that can happen is nothing. Literally, nothing is the worst thing that can happen. And I mean that in both senses of the term. So say you start up this business, you're like, oh, I've got this business. I really want to try it. I really want to do it. So you do try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Nothing. You get no engagement. You get no sales. You get no followers. You get no likes. So nothing happened. What actually happened to you that was bad? <laughs> nothing. You would have learned a whole bunch from that experience of nothing happening. And once that clicks in your mind and you can make that switch go off where you realize, wow, this insecurity of people are going to judge me is irrelevant, doesn't matter. You should never let other people's opinions hold you back from what you want to do. That is why your own insecurity is what holds you back. It's not people saying, oh, your business sucks, like I'm never going to buy that. It's not people saying, oh, your acne is terrible, oh, you're overweight. It's you giving power to that insecurity. If you get out of your own way, then nobody can make you feel insecure because you are not making yourself insecure. So you just need to focus on the positive. As I said, the way I got over insecurities about my acne, about my scarring, is I focused on the positives. There's other people worse out there. Something that I do every day now to live a positive life and try to minimize my insecurities is... I tell myself every single day, regardless if I'm having a bad day or a good day, if I'm having a good day, I'll think it even more, is just, I ask myself, what have I, what have I got to be <laughs> unhappy about today? What have I got to be negative about today? I woke up in my bed, I was warm, I've got food in my fridge, I've got clothes to put on my back. I got money on my bus card to get to work. I get to go to work. And it's just focusing on the positive and just shifting all situations in your life to become a positive thing. You have the power to do that. Nobody else has the power to do that for you. You could be in the position of having everything you'd ever dreamed and desired about, but if you're unhappy about something, then you're the only person that's making you unhappy about it. 
wealth is in the mind and not the pocket. That is something that has circulated throughout the years, that saying. And it is completely true. It's completely true. If you let insecurities control you, then you are not wealthy in your mind. You could have all the money that you want. You could have wealth in your pocket. But if you have those insecurities and you're not doing anything to outwork them, then you're not going to be wealthy in your mind. And so the key thing is just, as I said, stay grateful and stay hungry. Don't let your insecurities stop you from losing your app. You don't want your insecurities to make you lose your appetite. Stay hungry. Stay driven. Don't get in your own way with negative thoughts. Keep yourself positive. Keep yourself grateful and look at the bigger picture. You have got this.